listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 224 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight we're talking about meaning, purpose, happiness, and, uh, you know, Wednesday as we call it around here. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've been having a good day over there. I've been having a great day. I've been working all day. It's 10, 14, and I'm still at it, prepping that astronomy lecture, prepping another uh, talk for Friday. We got a great evening of guitar lessons, man. I mean, we talked about some guitar, but I was talking to a little seven-year-old girl about the national debt, how much a trillion is, uh, personal responsibility, and guitar, talking to a teenager, Gabe, you all know about Gabe on here. We're talking about fishing and fossils and also a trillion. This this whole adding machine has been so much fun trying to, with our adding tape, figure out how long a, a million is and a thousand and a trillion and a billion and all that good stuff. Good day at work, seeing everybody and uh, trying to make life better for a little, little bit here, a little bit there. And had an interesting conversation the other day that I wanted to throw out to everybody listening because I don't know the answer to this and it would be good to figure out. So the answer started with, or the question, no answer yet, the question started with, well, it's been formulating and percolating for a long time, but I was talking to a friend and a senior friend and she she was, uh, I was, she was out on the back porch and I was chatting with her and we we're talking about work. And she said that she really enjoyed work. And when she retired from her first job, she got another job because she didn't like sitting around at home. And, and it's a little bit difficult for her right now being, you know, with the whole lockdown and everything. And she doesn't really feel like she has anything to do. So this directly tied in with a thought that I was having on Sunday. I don't know if I mentioned it on here. And I don't think I did. Driving along beautiful mountain roads, looking at fossils, stopping anytime I wanted to, to check out any cliffs, really having the ideal day, eating anything I wanted to. I had Subway and sheets, hoagies, sub sandwiches, whatever you want to call them. Great stuff. Beautiful leisurely day in the country. But at the same time, something was missing. And my days during the work week are very full um, they're marvelous. They're also can be really hard sometimes too, like uh, uh, mentally draining. We, I have, like I said, a buddy's dying right now. There's, there's a lot of, I, I get to see a lot of people struggle and I tend to take that on for better or for worse. And it can wear me down. So here I was in the country following my bliss and it just kind of felt empty. So talking with my buddy on the back porch, let's call her Rita. I was talking with Rita about work and purpose. And here's this interesting thing. I'll talk to a lot of people who are my age, a lot of my peers, and you know, everybody's working for the weekend, working real hard, working real hard. And then if you do everything right, you get to retire and live in a nice community 
where all your needs are taken care of and all you have to do is wonder when lunch is. And yet that does not seem to be something that makes people happy. So the question is, what do we do about that? I don't know if there's, maybe it's person by person. Peterson talks about how happiness isn't the mean, isn't the aim in life and meaning is, and you get meaning by picking up the most responsibility that you can voluntarily. And you find purpose and meaning in that. And this is seeming to ring true with me. So during the week when I'm applying myself, I seem to do better, even though I might be more tired. I have a, a purpose. Okay. So let's just go with that hypothesis. If, 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 and sometimes I'm happy, which is a byproduct and that's awesome, but it's not the main goal. Meaning is. Okay, so, and we get that meaning. So the hypothesis is the main goal, as, as Jordan Peterson puts out there, and I really like the idea. Main goal is, is meaning, and meaning is found through the voluntary acceptance of responsibility. So we pick up something happy and carry it the best we can. Okay, great. So let's just let's just assume that that's true. It seems to be working for me better than just the pursuit of happiness, following my bliss, whatever. I really designed a lot of my life to be this, this creative person, um, which is which is great, and that can be difficult. That's a different topic, though. Okay, so the question is for my senior buddies or anybody really who's struggling with lack of or just feels a little listless is it lack of purpose if it is how can one add it usually for somebody in their 30s like me that question is automatically answered because you got to pay your mortgage so you have to work. What happens when you've done well and you don't have to pay your mortgage? What then? Where does one get one's purpose? Obviously, it's not just in an office. Obviously. How does one add purpose to one's life intentionally? And I don't know, but I think it would be an interesting thing to ponder. One of the things that I've been seeing is learning can seem to add a purpose. And some senior communities that I work with are real big on adding that. And that seems to do people good and it makes them come alive and engage just as anybody does. And I, of all ages, I was talking with one of my young students today on, on Skype. And she really responded well when I was showing her stuff, not to teach her, but showing her stuff that engaged her brain. You know, it's like she, she rose to that challenge. So learning is, is one idea. I don't know. If you have any ideas, let me know because I see this consistently across the board. How can we add that? I don't know. Let me know. So now let's take some deep breaths. 
seems like a good answer would come from a quiet mind, right? Let those eyes drift gently closed. Here we go. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, Two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. And last one, inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, and four. There we go. Wiggle those toes, open those eyes, and here's a fun fact for you. So building on our scale models of yesterday, I was looking at a world map I had hanging up in my studio. And if you have a world map nearby, take a look at this. So you'll, you'll like this. Um, so you see, you know, America, and I'm near D.C. Okay, so you see D.C. and New York. I see, you know, maybe four-hour drive, something like that. Take a flight across the ocean. It's a long time. Was that 14 or 16 hour flight to Australia? It's a big world out there. So I got to thinking, well, how big would I have to make this map to include Neptune, the outermost planet in our solar system, relatively just next door in cosmic terms? How big would I have to have the map? I mean, would, would the map be 10 feet long and I would put Neptune there or... Would it be as long as the building and put Neptune there? Would it be in the next town? I would think it would be in the next town. That's what I would guess. I'm trying to intuitively grasp the distances of space. Well, I ran the numbers, and it turns out the map would have to extend from my house near Washington, D.C., all the way to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to put Neptune on it, to scale. Craziness, man. Think about that. Have a great night. See you tomorrow.